Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Unwilled to come You big man of bastard! Where'd you get your shoes? Jesus Christ! One gamba, two alley. This is the Dave Duke podcast. Geogwitch Mokara, Unwill Togama, is Misha Dahi Duke, and this is the Dave Duke podcast, episode 23. Here we go again. Copperface Jacks. See you on the coppers! Yeah! And. The Wheel of Topics. I asked you this week for topics on Instagram that you would like to be covered on the podcast, so we will spin the wheel on some of those and see what comes out today. But we start with Copperface Jacks. And what a week it has been. From the very top, this has been in the works for about two months. I was contacted by Copperface Jacks in the middle of July, about doing a potential Tuesday night in their fine establishment. And it came as a surprise, a nice one at that. If you were to tell me years ago that I would be DJing in Copperface Jacks or even be asked to do it or get the potential of an opportunity to do it, I wouldn't have believed you. I've only been in Copperface Jacks once before and that was in 2019, it was Leitrim versus Derry in the League 4 final in Croke Park. It was the first time Leitrim had been in Croke Park in many's year, and it was a massive occasion for the county and for anyone who even had a 10% interest in sport. And I ended up in Copperface Jacks that night. First of all, it was refused the first time I was heading to the door, and I was embarrassed by the security, the bouncer, what he'd done. He was like, can you step to the side for one second? Thought I was going to have more of an interrogation or a chat. But literally, he was directing me out of the line. Clever fucker. I felt so stupid after being shooed out of the line at Copperface Jacks and not really realising what had happened or what was happening to me. I was swindled. I've, I've never been pickpocketed, thankfully, touch wood. But that's what it felt like. Oh my God, I've been tricked. I've been conned. I'm out of the line. What do I do? Luckily, didn't fight my case. Rejoined the line and got in the second time. And passed by the same bouncer and he didn't even recognise me the second time. 
I suppose they see so many faces night in, night out. How are they going to remember mine? And to be honest, I don't have a rememberable face because I've had trouble with bouncers before, particularly one in Sligo where I was playing room three of a quiet student night and the promoter told me, look, pack up your stuff, go home in the nicest way possible. There's nobody coming. There's no point you playing to an absolutely empty room. Go on ahead, Richard Zev. Thank you very much. Put me out of my misery. That's great. I had too much equipment in, so I couldn't carry it all in the one go. So I was heading back for the second run. And lo and behold, the bouncer shut the door in my face. And the more I protested that I was the DJ, the more arrogant that fucker got. Luckily, a after about 15 minutes sitting in my car staring at the door, nobody coming out, a manager that I knew came out. And I was able to run after her and tell her what happened. And she led me in, and the same fucking ignorant prick who closed the door in my face wouldn't look me in the eye. I'll never forget that, you wanker. But in Copperface Jacks, the bouncer didn't recognise me that time, got in, and I didn't enjoy it. I didn't see the appeal of Copperface Jacks. I walked around, I tried to soak in the atmosphere. I was a bit grumpy. I don't know what was going on that I didn't like it. I didn't know at the time. I got my arse grabbed by a couple of women. It's a horny place. Horny, horny place in Copperface Jacks. You know you hear all these stories about Ireland's most famous nightclub and you'll get the shift in there and you'll get the ride if you really want it. And you've, if you've any bit of riz or game at all, you're going to pick up in Copperface Jacks. Well, I actually think it's the truth. I wasn't going in there looking for anything. Didn't want a thing. Sure I was in a relationship. I still am. Didn't want anything. Got my arse grabbed a couple of times. You'd have no bother scoring. If you have any way about you at all, if you can't get the shift or the ride in Coppers, then you're probably out of luck. Eventually I stumbled upon a county footballer. Not a Leitrim county footballer, but another county footballer that I knew. And we encountered each other in a bathroom and the crack got going and there was a bit of rustling and jostling and both of us got fucked out. So that was the first time I was in Copperface Jacks. I wasn't enjoying it and then a county footballer got us both fucked out and we ended up going to D2. But in hindsight, by the time I got to Copperface Jacks that night, I was well spent. It had been a long day, it had been a long week, I hadn't got my water intake, I wasn't eating right, I wasn't sleeping right, I wasn't focused on the big occasion of Leithram playing in Crow Park. If you're going on a massive session, you need to be preparing yourself. You have to get in H2O, you have to get in your carbs. I treat sessions now as if I'm going to play a football match. i got to get my work in before the big day, before the big occasion. And I hadn't done the groundwork, and hence why I didn't enjoy it. So one time in Coppers, as a punter, and now I'm getting the opportunity to be a DJ in Ireland's most famous nightclub. Some might turn their nose up at it, might mock it, might say I wouldn't be caught dead in coppers. You'd have to be desperate to go there. Those are the people who haven't got the ride or even 
close to the shift in Copperface Jacks, those who turn their nose up at it. But here I am presented with this opportunity in the middle of July, and I don't grab it with both hands. I'm a very busy man, as stated before. I'm a finely tuned, balanced machine. And one grain of rice can tip the scale from everything is on track and running efficiently to my week is fucked up. So there was a back and forth, me to coppers, coppers to me, what about this date? No, I can't do that date. What about this date? Oh, no, that's already filled. I'm away. What about this date? Bing, bong, bing, bong, ping, pong, ping, pong. It was like a tennis rally. I hit a shot. They hit a shot back, back and forth, back and forth. Then I went to Downing's and I told the person that I was dealing with in Copperfest Jacks, look, I'm off this week. I might be uncontactable, but if you get a date, shoot it over. And we'll be able to work on that one and see if that works for both of us. Heard nothing. Until I was sending an email to somebody else and Google told me to sign in on my phone. So I've got a few email addresses, but my main ones are davejuke.ie. They are professional, proper website email addresses. So dave at davejuke.ie. I hadn't been logged into my email for a full two weeks. And to say that there was a lot of correspondence that I hadn't seen would be the understatement of the year. And one of those was a date from Copperface Jacks for the 12th of September. I had said no to so many dates that this had to be the one. After that, I'm only fucking wasting their time. They're not going to come back to me. So after two weeks of not replying to that date, I took a chance and said... That's in the diary now. Sure, we'll talk before the gig, closer to the time. Not a blip did I hear. And I had assumed that I had absolutely fucked it. So on the Monday night, before the Tuesday of the supposed gig date, I was sweating. What do I do here? Do I reach out and apologise and put my hands up and go, apologies about my communication. I assume you've got someone else. I just want to apologise about my fuck up. Or what it really looked like at the time was that I had no need to apologise because they'd got someone else and that I was a beaten docket. It was a done deal. I was gone. I was off the scene. Copperface Jacks would say, no more of you, son. Get out of here. You fucking idiot. You haven't replied to your emails. Because that's how they talk in Dublin. And I'm talking to a mate on the phone. I rang him. Not for advice on that. But I hadn't talked to him in a while and I wanted to catch up. And I was telling him the predicament. And the phone call went on a lot longer than expected. So the plan was to chat him for half an hour, 40 minutes. Then send the email. And then carry on my merry way. And plan out the rest of my week and keep going. But our phone call goes on an hour and a half. Because we have a lot to talk about. And just as we're about to part ways. Ping. Hey Dave, are you still okay for tomorrow night? Copperface Jacks. We're back on baby. Go tubbing. We is going to Copperface Jacks. I'm going to play that motherfucking nightclub. The most famous one in Ireland. Of a random Tuesday night in September. I was dumbfounded. The preparation had to start pronto. Do I have the right leads? Do I have the right music? Am I able to do this gig? 
I've done so many gigs this year and last year and all over the years, but I still didn't think I was prepared enough for Copperfest Jacks. Do they play the national anthem at the end of the night? How many Spaniards is going to be in there? Is it going to be a mix of cultures and dubs and international students? All these dynamics to figure out. Where am I going to park? When am I going to eat? At what time am I going to get my last coffee? It was all a bit much for a Monday slash Tuesday. But I settled myself. I give myself my reformations. You shall be grand. Yes, it might be Ireland's most famous nightclub. But you have DJed in many's a place, under far worse conditions. You will be grand. So you're trying to settle yourself, compose, but also pay respect to how big of a gig this is. It's more or less a trial run. Are you going to be any good? Are the bar people going to hate you? Are the bouncers going to wring your neck in the DJ box because you're playing shite? Maybe I overthought the situation. Was a little bit too analytical about it. So, pack my bags. I'm heading to Dublin. I'm listening to podcasts and sport just trying to keep my mind off the gig. And eventually, you do arrive there and it dawns on you, Jesus, to walk down these famous steps, get into this little DJ box and try and rock this shop the best I possibly can. I've played C sessions this year. I've played uh, 800,000 people. Didn't take a flinch out of me. But this Tuesday night in September was really playing on my mind something else. And I was kind of put on ease pretty quickly by meeting the people in there and the managers. Just a real sound crew who made you feel welcomed, wanted to know about you, wanted to see if the crack was with you. You weren't just another number. Like Manny's a place I've played across the country and you just feel like you're shit on their shoe. Get in there and play the tunes and fuck off. Whereas this, you felt like an actual human being going to work. So that was nice to be put at ease. But still, the nerves are going to be there. That a massive night on Monday, students are back. There's a bit of a buzz. September is usually, funny enough in Ireland, a bit of a pickup time for some of the nightclubs. Summers can be quieter because of events and festivals and there's so much to do. Whereas September kind of gets back into more of a normal going out rhythm. So Monday night was huge for coppers. Tuesday, is it going to be as big? Well, she was a great night. <laughs> Ah. Oh, I had such a pinch me moment in the DJ Box of Copperfest Jacks. I was playing Mr. Brightside in Copperfest Jacks. I don't fully appreciate or know why that was such a pinch me moment. I feel Mr. Brightside, Copperfest Jacks. The two of them go together like apple tart and custard. Like chicken curry and rice and chips, half and half. They go together like Podge and Raj. They go together like your own example, insert here please. Put two really popular things that go together in three, two, one. Copperface Jacks and Mr. Brightside is that. And for me to be that little link rope bridge between the two to make those two things happen felt like a pinch me moment how the
the fuck have I ended up here? By right, the person who booked me for Copperface Jack should have told me to fuck off. You're bollocksing about. You're not replying to us for two weeks. You're going, I can't do this date. I can't do that date. Yada, yada, yada. On your bike, son. They'd every right to do that. But instead, they put faith in me to do this night. And it's just one night of 364 nights that they're open off the year. But it still was a really cool experience to get in there, to play there, to experience there. And what a shop it is. People are asking me about numbers. How much do you reckon was in there? Seven to 800 people of a Tuesday night. It's not bad going. There are many nightclubs that wouldn't see seven to 800 people any day of the year. And it's kind of mad the amount of Irish nightclubs that have died and that are dying and that are fucked and to see Copper Face Jacks still going so strong. Perhaps it's consistency. Perhaps it is you know what you're getting. You know that you're going to get solid tunage. You're going to know that the people that's going to be there of your irk, your nature, your vintage, your culture, your county. I feel there should be more studying done on Copperface Jacks, but to be a little tiny, tiny cog in the wheel of that operation for a Tuesday night felt cool. And I'm glad I got to be a part of it and done it. Will I be back is the question that naturally comes to mind, perhaps from you, certainly myself. I sincerely hope so. There are discussions in place. But you too. Commercial sensitivities. I won't be sharing or divulging any other information at that at this time. The next gigs are Alan Clark's Big Fuck Off podcast. Well, it's not actually called that. It's Alan Clark's Big News Coming Soon in the Royal Theatre, Castle Bar, on September 23rd, Saturday. And then we're doing the after party in Mantra. So the Royal Theatre show is completely sold out. But if you want to come to the after party with myself and Donegal Daddy, and of course Alan Clark, and of course the guests, and of course a load of people that was at the podcast show, do come along. Tickets are nearly completely sold out, but you will find them, if you really want them. So we'll see you in Castle Bar on September 23rd. That's the next big gig. And I will keep you up to date and up to speed on Copperface Jacks, any potential movements there. Actually, you know what? I want to give you some of the tracks that I played. Nothing absolutely crazy. So you're starting off quiet enough with Cheryl Cole, Fight for This Love, Dizzy Rascal, Holiday, Bit of California Girls, Never Goes Astray by Katy Perry and Snoop Dogg, Hello Goodbye, Here in Your Arms, What a Banger, Bulletproof LaRue, Waka Waka, I put my hands up in the air sometimes, saying, Ayo, baby, let's go. Tyo Cruz, come back and make more bangers like that, please. Call me maybe not fair, I love it. Then, of course, you're going to have a bit of cheese. Cotton Eye Joe. Is Cotton Eye Joe cheese or an absolute banger? Or both? Can it be both? I'm sure it can be both. Macklemore, ABBA. Actually played Lost Ketchup, the ketchup song. A lot of Spaniards in. Barbie Girl. 
And the biggest request of the night consistently was for Fred again. Fred again on top. I played Adore You in Copperface Jacks and the place absolutely soaked it up. Crazy scenes. Didn't think it would go down well in an establishment like Copperface Jacks. But Fred again, Adore You on top. Finished with the National Anthem. I rarely play National Anthems. Well, the Irish National Anthem at the end of gigs. But I felt compelled to do it in Coppers. And it went down a storm. We do love our own National Anthem, as we should. Time for a potential weekly, maybe monthly segment on this show where I throw it to you what should be discussed. We're going to call it the Wheel of Topics. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. You send me a topic, I spin the wheel. If it lands on you, we do your topic and away we go. This one comes from Eneve. How stupid pre-sale codes are when tickets aren't fucking available. Cry, 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 cry. Emoji. Pre-sale codes and registration are necessary evils in the events business. And it's not something that anyone really considers unless you have done events or are in that world or have familiarity with sale and demand. And Ticketmaster gets a lot of bashing, as they should do for some of their ludicrous, extortionate fucking service fees and the way they have treated the music industry, buying out venues, holding venues to ransom that you may only sell tickets on Ticketmaster. And there are some of those in the country as well. So uh, the way Ticketmaster are completely hand in glove with some of the promoters in this country as well, Eventbrite. Ticket study, they can't get a lock in with organizers, promoters, etc. But when it comes to registering for pre sale codes and queuing for tickets, there will always, for massive artists, artists only be a finite amount of tickets. Coldplay felt like a joke of a situation, but what it all boils down to is sale and demand. More people wanted tickets than tickets were available, hence you're going to have so many disappointed people. One of the things that artists are trialling at the minute, and it's quite clever, for instance, Olivia Rodrigo has announced one date for the Three Arena, but you must register your interest to get the ticket link, and all that is is for Olivia Rodrigo's people and the promoters in Ireland to figure out how many people are truly interested in buying Olivia Rodrigo tickets. So, the Three Arena has a capacity of twelve to 13,000 people. If 50,000 people registers from Ireland 
to buy tickets for Olivia Rodrigo, they can look at that and go, well, fuck me, Pink. 50,000 people registered. We have a twelve to 13,000 venue. That means we could do four nights in three arena and have an almost 100% success rate at selling out all those four nights. Let's do that then so. The opposite is also true. If Olivia Rodrigo announces one date and 12,000 to 13,000 people registers to buy tickets to Olivia Rodrigo, then they might go, okay, we'll only do the one night there. Of course, this isn't an exact science. You're probably saying to yourself, oh, well, if 12,000 people register, they'll buy more than one ticket. They'll buy two tickets, so that's two, three arenas. But it's just to get the point across. I am aware that the maths may be flawed, but that is the unexact science that they're going with currently at the minute. The Taylor Swift situation was a little bit interesting. I think they knew what and how many dates they were going to put on sale before any register of interest. But instead of having so many people all at the one time absolutely fuck up Ticketmaster, what they did was a filtering system. It literally was a lucky bag, a lucky draw. Register your interest and you might get a link. And if you get that link, then you might get a ticket. Rather than, hey, it's a free-for-all. You have to win a ticket for the possibility and opportunity of getting an actual ticket to Taylor Swift. So, pre-sale codes and registration are a necessary evil when it's massive artists like Taylor Swift, Coldplay, Olivia Rodrigo. But understandably, they are fucking infuriating when you don't get your tickets. Sarah Tully asks, Your thoughts on Carrigan Shannon? Tis a fine town. Proud that it is a Leithram town. It's cleanly. It's historic. It's got one of Europe's smallest chapels, a few fine restaurants, some of the finest bars in the entire country, and it's a mecca for hens and stags. You go to Carrigan Shannon of a Friday and Saturday and Sunday, and if you don't see at least five hens and stags, then you must be legally blind, because they're there. Tell me that they're not there, and I'll tell you that I used to have to share train carriages with them every Friday from Dublin Connolly to Carrigan Shannon. You wouldn't be able to hear yourself a think. And then you got into Carrigan Shannon and it was silence all the way to Sligo. All the hens and stags have ended up in Carrigan Shannon. You have a few places, Kilkenny, Galway, Dublin not so much, Carlingford. But Carrigan Shannon is a huge destination for hens and stags. Why is that, you wonder? If you've never been out in Carrigan Shannon. Well, number one, it's great fucking crack. Number two, you've Dunn's Bar that I play in. And that place wouldn't exist if it wasn't for the smoking ban all those years ago. Go check it out yourself. You'll understand what I mean. It is serviced well by transportation, a.k.a. the train line. You can be there in under two hours. Maybe an hour and 40 from Dublin Connolly. It's been that long since I took the train. I don't remember. But it's not that long. 
well serviced by train lines, Donegal should rightfully be fucking pissed off every time Eamon Ryan opens his mouth because they've been done dirty by not having any train lines. And Carrigan Shannon is a perfect example of what is achievable and possible with just a bit of fucking infrastructure. Not only that, loads of accommodation, short-term rental, apartments, suites, hotels, and they have not buckled to hosting Ukrainians or mass immigration. And I don't want you to think that this is an Orexit or a far-right opinion. It's more of a business decision that they realise themselves We need to look long-term more here rather than trying to make a load of money off the state for hosting Ukrainians in subpar conditions in shitty apartments only used for hens and stags. And instead, we allow the tourists and we allow the hens and stags and we allow other people to come and stay in our town and they spend money. No, we won't make as much money in the short term, but for the longevity and the prosperity of this town, it will be far better. Uh, towns that have fallen into that pitfall are like Bundorn, which is subpar quiet. And people are wondering, why is this? What is going on? Well, maybe it's because there are no fucking hotel rooms or accommodation for anyone to stay. There are no short-term houses that anyone can stay in. And rather than blame immigrants and Ukrainians who are fleeing war, war, Their brothers, their fathers, their uncles are getting slaughtered by Russians and a bloody awful war and invasion. Instead of maybe blaming them and becoming racist, maybe we should be looking at the businessmen, and it's primarily men, of this country who are milking the titties of the government getting phenomenal amounts of money into their bank accounts every week, every month, every quarter to put up Ukrainians and immigrants in substandard accommodation mostly. Accommodation might have been grand beforehand, but if you're stuffing a load of people four or five into a room that should only fit two or three, then it becomes pretty much substandard very quickly. And it really annoys me when people are like, oh, fucking Ukrainians have ruined this town. No. Maybe the businessmen of the town who are milking the titties of the government and making so much money, maybe they're the fuckers who have ruined the town and not an immigrant or a Ukrainian fleeing war, fleeing persecution, fleeing death and dismay. Carrigan Shannon has avoided that to the most effect. And that's why it's still thriving, in my humble opinion. We've only had time for two spin-the-wheel topics today. The Wheel of Topics will have to return next week. On that, though, time for today's Gospel. Dear child, it's time for the gospel according to Dave Duke. 
to you, dear. We need to come up with a name for the congregation. Taylor Swift has Swifties. Beyonce is the beehive. What will we be? <laughs> dear Jukies. <laughs> Let's be the Jukies. Dear Jukie. Actually, we're open to a far better name than that, aren't we? I say to you on this gospel, take a chance. Oh, what do you mean, take a chance, Dave? I say, take a fucking chance. Not take a chance of, oh, I think I'm going to get by those cars on this continuous white line. No, not that type of chance. I mean in life. Of enjoyment. I want you to back yourself. Take a little risk. Go back playing football, even if you have two left feet. Maybe you've been considering quitting your job entirely in the pursuit of honey-making. I think we need to take more of a fuck-it approach. I nearly didn't do Copperfest Jacks because I kept deflecting the idea and the hassle and panic stations of actually accepting a gig and going and doing it. But I can certainly say it's the best thing I've done in the month of September so far. It's not playing on my mind what could have been. Oh, maybe I should have went and done that. Oh, you don't know what opportunities could lead to. It's done now and it went well because I took a chance. My whole body resisted taking a chance, but eventually I got there. So if I can offer you any wisdom or any words of encouragement in today's gospel is take a chance. I don't need to tell you what you are potentially thinking of taking a chance on, you know. And that concludes today's gospel. This has been another episode of the Dave Drew Podcast. Thank you very much for listening. I'm glad you've got here. We've covered a fuckload of ground from Irish nightclubs to Copperface Jacks to mass immigration to businessmen to traffic lights to the whole shebang along. Did we talk about traffic lights in Leitrim or am I just imagining that? We've two sets of traffic lights, by the way, in Leitrim. If you enjoyed this, give it five stars. Tell a mate. Maybe even share it on your Instagram stories. I want to see this podcast in some people's Spotify unwrapped. Fuck yeah, that'd be so cool. Will it happen? I don't know. But if you would like to share this and tell a friend, I'd be more than grateful. Till we speak again. God bless the wheel of topics. God bless you. And take it, Savage Handy. (laughs) 